This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, Episode 64, Internal Pressure. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become unstoppable, body and mind. Hello, my loves. I have a couple quick announcements. First of all, I am going to start going live on Facebook every week to coach or answer questions. So this week, I will be going live on my Facebook group. That's the Body and Mind Life Coach group. So if you are not a member of that group yet, ask to be invited. I'll have a link in the show notes. This week, I'll be live tomorrow, which is Tuesday the 18th at 12.30 p.m. Mountain Time. So be sure and join me there if you've been interested in trying out some coaching or if you just have some questions for me about what's going on with your situation or any other mind-body issues. The second announcement is actually a request. If you've been liking this podcast and have not yet reviewed it on iTunes, please do that for me. I would love it. I love reading the reviews and it does help the podcast be found by more people. So I'll have a link in the show notes, how to go to iTunes. You can give it a five-star rating there if you've been liking it and you can do a review there as well. I look forward to reading it. I've had a lot of great compliments about the podcast lately. I've actually been um, evolving. I used to write pages and pages of notes and really uh, read through them as I was doing the podcast. And now I just do a one-page outline and try to trust that I'll know what to say and that I'll say the right things for the right people who are listening. So it's been a lot more fluid, which is the direction I'm trying to go with my life. More flow, more fluidity, less uh, planning and rehearsing, and more trusting and allowing. So here you go. Today, we're going to be talking about internal pressure. And I'm not talking about the Valsalva maneuver for all you medical folks out there, a little medical humor. I'm talking about the internal pressure that we put on ourselves emotionally. It can translate even to our body, to physical symptoms, but it's not actual pressure that someone is putting us under. It's the pressure we put ourselves under. Usually we pressure ourselves a lot more than anyone else actually does pressure us. For people who have chronic pain or disease, they probably have a tendency to pressure themselves more because we know that chronic pain and disease are linked to the personality traits of perfectionism, which already sounds like a lot of pressure, right? To be perfect. People pleasing, so wanting everyone to like you, disregarding what you want because someone else wants something. That's a lot of pressure. And being a goodest. So that's someone who wants to be seen as good and do the right thing all of the time. So you can see where these personality traits do lead to putting a lot of pressure on yourself, which correlates highly with chronic pain and disease. Many of us develop these tendencies to push ourselves and put pressure on ourselves in childhood. 
you might notice if you are generally a person that is high achieving or likes to accomplish a lot of things, you're probably putting pressure on yourself to do that. And for a lot of us, it feels necessary to put this pressure on ourselves in order to create the results that we want, which is to achieve these things. But what I'm going to suggest is that you can actually do and achieve the things you want to without putting extra pressure on yourself. And it will actually be easier and faster and better for your health. When you think of a child, they have no pressure on themselves. <laughs> they do what they want, right? They cry if they want, they pee or poop if they want. I mean, until they start getting socialized and learning rules and structures, children do not put pressure on themselves. There was a man named Gordon McKenzie who worked for Hallmark Cards and would go into elementary schools every month to get ideas. When he went into the kindergarten classroom and asked them who here is an artist, all of the kids were waving their hands wildly saying, me, 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 I'm an artist. Even by first grade, he said only about half the kids would raise their hand and they did it more tentatively. They had already learned not to wave their hands and shout out. They would quietly raise their hands and only about half of them would even consider themselves artists just in that one year of socialization and schooling. He said by the time he got to sixth grade, only one person would timidly raise their hand, not wanting to be looked at differently or singled out. So this just shows how the more we become aware of our society and what's expected of us, we start putting more and more pressure on ourselves to behave in certain ways and not to seem different. And this is normal too. As humans, we've evolved in societies. And so it has been very important for survival not to be on the outside of the tribe, not to be kicked out. It could literally cost us our lives if we're not accepted by the people around us who give us love and security. So it's not bad that we tend to do this. There are some good things about conforming and fitting in with others. But what we're talking about here is putting so much pressure on yourself that you're actually having effects in your body. You're constantly living in stress. You're always worried, maybe even to the point of being debilitated by making decisions because of what people will or won't think. You have constant regret of things that happened in the past that you can't change anymore, but you're still putting pressure on yourself somehow that it should have been different. So I was thinking of some of the main areas that we tend to put pressure on ourselves. And the first is in the way that we behave. As I was just saying, we're taught in society manners and that certain things are good or bad in ways that we behave. We're also taught a lot about emotions that we should or shouldn't have. For some people, anger may be acceptable. For others, it's totally unacceptable. Sadness is generally one that we tend to discourage. When someone is sad, we're asking them what's wrong and how to fix it. And so when people do have certain emotions of sadness, they might think they're being weak or not being strong enough. And so they need to put pressure on themselves to feel differently than they do especially for men, right? Like having certain emotions is considered not manly, even though 
we're all humans and all have similar emotions. Many of us put pressure on ourselves as far as what we achieve. I've really thought a lot about that this year. I've always loved marking things off my list and achieving things. And I've even wondered if some of that is just my innate nature or if it really is that I feel more valuable if I'm doing things and producing things. And when I look at how I was raised in the society we're all raised in, it is a lot about doing more, working more hours, achieving more things, doing it all. There's this kind of pressure to always be doing more. It may affect how you even view self-care. For many of us who've grown up as achievers and people who are always busy doing things, it can seem very lazy or selfish to even take time for self-care. So if you're always putting pressure on yourself to do more and expend your energy and not taking that time to restore and rejuvenate, you are gonna have problems. The body is going to break down eventually. You can't just give and give and give and not replenish yourself. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves in the roles that we hold. So whether we're a mother or a wife or an employee or a father or a daughter, we may put pressure on ourselves depending on how we view those roles and what is required of those roles. Many of us have some idea of what a perfect parent would act like, or at least have this sense that we're not doing enough. And when we're setting this bar up so high that we can never reach, it creates this state of constantly putting pressure on ourselves. A lot of us will put pressure on ourselves for everyone to like us, which is crazy to think, right? Like that everyone could like us every single person, human on the planet would like us. It's very unrealistic. In fact, we don't like everyone usually. So why would we expect that everyone would have the same level of like or love for us? But when we are thinking this way, it can make it very difficult to make any decisions or think for yourself if you're always in the context of trying to please other people and do it so that they would like you. The next main category I thought of is how we look. We can put a lot of pressure on ourselves about how we look. First of all, our bodies, there's a diet culture, we're supposed to look a certain way. And if we don't fit those requirements, we can put pressure on ourselves to be different or to change. I think of my mother-in-law who was always dieting and the time that I knew her seemed to always be about the same weight she looked like to me, but she lived her life in such a way. She was always thinking about her body and talking about her body and talking about losing weight. And she was a very healthy weight and a fit looking woman. So it's, it's just interesting seeing from the outside, the amount of pressure that someone could put on herself when you know, it was not even noticeable to me ever the amount of weight she gained or lost. I would imagine it was within five pounds, <laughs> but I could see how she was just constantly putting herself under this pressure to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. And most people, when they do lose weight, start thinking about something else about their body that they don't like. Then maybe they have some saggy skin or they start noticing some other part of their body that they don't like. 
the pressure we put on ourselves about how we look could even extend to our things in our environment, how we keep our house, if we keep it clean or not, how our children look, are they clean and presented well and behaving well? All of that, I feel like is pressure we put ourselves under so that we're appearing a certain way to other people. And if you find that you're adding this pressure to yourself, maybe look at what the thoughts are causing it. Like for some people that came from a very clean house, they may associate fear with things being messy because they were punished as a child, or they may feel disgusting and unclean because they were taught as a child that if you have a messy house or a messy room, then it means you're disgusting and you're unclean and unworthy. So it makes sense that we would put a lot of pressure on ourselves to try to control that external environment so that we don't think of ourselves as unclean and unworthy or in the hopes that other people don't think that of us. We put a lot of internal pressure on ourselves about how we feel. I noticed this as a physical therapist where some patients would get to the point where they would only occasionally have uh, one or two out of 10 pain but would still be coming into physical therapy, feeling like things weren't right, something was wrong with them, and they were still broken. And even though their pain wasn't constant and only occurred very rarely, they seemed to have an expectation of a completely pain-free body at all times. When we have an expectation that nothing will ever happen with our body and it will be completely pain-free, then we're setting ourselves up for some disappointments. We could put a lot of pressure on ourselves to feel differently if we're expecting that we should always feel good all of the time. It's the same with the emotion of happiness. I used to actually think that something was wrong with me physically, physiologically, because I wasn't happy all the time. And that was just an expectation that I think I gathered from society and probably social media was that I should be feeling good, like from the moment I wake up until you know, I, I hit the pillow and then I just sleep throughout the night and wake up feeling good the next day. I even used to think when I first started working on coaching, like how do I wanna feel? I just wanna feel energetic all the time. But when I really thought about it, I don't wanna feel energetic all the time, right? Like I need to sleep sometimes. I don't wanna feel energized at 2 a.m. So it's these stories we tell about ourselves, about the way we should be, that can put a lot of internal pressure that's not necessary on ourselves. A lot of people have stories about the amount of sleep that they need to have every single night. And so sleep can be an area where they put a lot of pressure on themselves. And as anyone knows who struggled with sleep issues, the more you are thinking about it and obsessing about it, and worried if you're going to be able to sleep or not, usually you don't sleep as well. Now, I'm not saying that people don't need good sleep. Obviously, that is amazing and required for your body to heal. But sometimes there are those times when we don't get enough sleep, and that becomes a very, very big issue if you have stories around how important sleep is and how you absolutely need it, and the pressure that you're putting on yourself to get enough sleep can actually cause you to get less sleep, if you know what I mean. When we're feeling uncomfortable emotions or even pain in our body, 
it could really be looked at as a sign that we're evolving, not that anything has gone wrong and we need to put pressure on ourselves to change, but that this is a normal process, that there is going to be some discomfort as we grow and change. And the last category I thought of for putting pressure on ourselves is with time. We've already talked about feeling like we need to keep doing things and the scarcity of time. But there's also the internal pressure we put on ourselves about the past and about the future. I have an episode about regret that talks all about the negative feelings we might have for something in the past we wish went differently. But basically all of this pressure that we put on ourselves for the past to be different is not helping at all. We can't change the past there might be an argument that you could learn some things from the past. But what I'm talking about here is when people perseverate about the past, when they ruminate about the past, when they continually blame themselves for something that happened in the past. I believe that we all make the best decisions we can with the tools that we have at the time. So please, if you're feeling any kind of pressure about the past being different than it was, please listen to that episode. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves about the future too. And I see this going a couple of ways. Sometimes I see people putting pressure on themselves to enjoy what's going to happen in the future. And so they're really building it up and they want to make sure that it's so enjoyable. And then sometimes people actually put pressure on themselves to not get too excited about what's gonna happen in the future because they don't want to uh, get their hopes up and then be disappointed. So just be aware of any of these kinds of ways you might be putting pressure on yourself in regards to the future being a certain way. When you think about the ways I've described that you put pressure on yourself, I want you to notice if you have felt a little bit of that pressure in your body anywhere. And if you have, where do you feel it? Do you feel it in your chest? Do you feel it in your stomach? Is it a tightening? Is it a clenching? Is it a knot? What does the internal pressure feel like to you? Tuning into this sensation in your body can be such a nice way to notice if you are starting to put that pressure on yourself subconsciously without consciously being aware of it. So that tightness in your body that you might feel in that certain spot could clue you in that you're putting internal pressure on yourself. So ask yourself why you might be feeling this in this moment. And then I want you to ask yourself if this pressure really serves you in any way. Is the pressure necessary? Some people argue that in order to be motivated or to achieve their goal, they need to put that pressure on themselves. But could you, from a place of love, work on achieving that goal? If you approach the goal in that way, with less pressure on yourself, I would suggest that that is actually an easier way that you would achieve your goal and a faster way. If you really think of the emotion that feeling pressured creates, it probably isn't something that motivates you to go do a lot. Most people that I talk to when they're feeling overwhelmed, overstressed, or pressured is they want to crawl in their bed and hide. They want to procrastinate and not do it. They want to ignore it and get mad at it and have it just go away. So I would really have you question if the pressure you're putting on yourself is serving you. Is it helping your life? Is it making your life better or is it making it worse? 
once you've recognized you're putting pressure on yourself and that it's not necessary, then you can start to look for some things that you can question or let go of. I would suggest trying to let go of anything that's outside of your control. So that would be things in the past that have happened, the things that other people say or do or how they act towards you, anything that's not directly involved with something that you have control over. See if there's a way that you can loosen your grasp, maybe even let that go. The next thing I would suggest is really looking at what you want in this situation. Be aware if you're thinking that resting is lazy or that self-care is selfish. Thinking about what you want and what will make you feel good is not a selfish thing. It's actually the most generous thing you could do for yourself and for the people around you. When you are giving yourself chances to rest and repair your body, when you're treating yourself with self-love and compassion, rather than thinking you need to be different or expecting perfection, you'll be in a place where you're better able to show up as who you want to be and inspire other people to do the same. If you're not putting pressure on yourself to be different, how would that feel? What emotions would you have about yourself? How can you cultivate those emotions? And how do they feel in your body? I like to think of how I would feel if I was not putting pressure on myself. I like to try to cultivate feeling flow and feeling trust and feeling like I have my own back. I've been really working on that a lot lately and it's really been helpful when I start to have some anxiety about something coming up, knowing that I am able to solve problems quickly. I have trust that I'm able to figure out answers. And if I don't know, then I know that I can ask other people and I can receive help. I have trust that in certain situations, I'll know what to say and I'll say the right thing. And as I build this sense of trust with myself, this reliance on this flow state a little bit more than rigid and uh, pressure-filled state, then I start to trust more and more that it will happen for me. And I can let go of those anxieties of the future, thinking I need to control things and have them in a certain way. And just this knowing and this trusting that things will work out the way that they're supposed to. I think for me, realizing that nobody expects me to show up as a perfect person. In fact, we tend to like people who have imperfections a little bit more than we would like someone who's perfect. I mean, that's kind of creepy, right? If they're just like a robot, we want to see people who are human. I'd say children would benefit much more from a mother who is imperfect, who embraces her imperfections and models how to have compassion and love for herself when she makes mistakes versus a mother who expects perfection of herself and is horrible and mean to herself if she isn't perfect. That's setting an example for your children to also put pressure on themselves. So really examine for you, what in this episode struck a nerve? What resonated with you as far as, yes, that's an area I really put pressure on myself that I don't need to anymore. 
dig that out, find that, notice that, see if there's any pressure that you can take off yourself because there's enough going on in the world out there that the last thing we need is to try to pressure ourselves to be even better, to be different, to be perfect, and to handle things without emotions. And if you can't quite let go of it yet, at least start to question, is this pressure actually serving me? Remember to join the Body and Mind Life Coach Facebook group, where I'll be going live every week. And you can talk to me about things like this podcast or any other questions you have. All right, my loves, have a good week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.